Hello everyone, it's so nice to meet you all and it's very joyful that we can use this time we have now to meet new people, to communicate about creative society, to find more ideas how we can build this world we want to live in and today it's cool to share our ideas, how do we see the creative society, how, how do we see the world we want to live in and well, it's a very broad topic, so of course we can't, <laughs> I guess, share all the ideas in one call. But um, if I would talk about such a society, I would say that first of all, um, it's important that the relationships between people are totally different. Not not right now that you know many people see each other just as a source of money or or some benefits or some income. You know, just consumer society says that. You know, you have to use each other, you know, you have to use people as tools, which is, of course, very wrong. And so in creative societies, people will be, I see, they will be one big family. So there wouldn't be anyone that's, you know, uh, there wouldn't be any, I don't know how to say, the separations. Yeah, that these are my people. I don't know, I like them. This is my nation or this is my family. And these people are somewhere else. I don't know them. I don't want to, you know, I don't know, have, have nothing to do with them or something like that. So we're going to be part of one big family and it's going to be as in one of the programs Igor Mikhailovich mentioned that when you come somewhere from one country to another you come home sort of to yourself yes that it's going to be so and are so friendly everywhere is so nice everybody will be your friend that it's not that you can't even feel the difference you know you're at home now with your blood relatives or so and you go somewhere to another country and you still feel the same, you know, it's, it's everywhere home. As in religions, it's always, it's quite often said, yeah, we're all brothers and sisters. And yeah, I, I think that that should be this way, that people should treat each other like that. So something in, in a way that it's like, you're very close person and you wouldn't do, not that you would do any harm to the person. No, you just want the best and you want to share and you want to make, people's lives better and you want to contribute to them in some very positive way and you're always caring about them and you're thinking all the time what what else can I do what more can I do for people for society for the world around us and I don't know anything even in relationships and also like I don't know even starting with small things like whatever you know planting flowers near your house that everybody goes in the morning and sees the beautiful flowers and smiles you know just even tiny things but not for yourself not just i don't know hide them from everyone and gather more material wealth but for everyone for everybody's enjoyment for everybody's joy for everybody's happiness and yeah i think if everybody will will do this in this way we're gonna build a beautiful world and really very soon yeah so my opinion <laughs> well, my opinion is like we already have a beautiful world and like the countries need to bond together more uh, to make a better society like there's too much divides throughout the world and until we get rid of them divides and uh, unite the people and uh, take away the money aspect so much so much of the money aspect from like the different nations in the world where they're fighting towards having more money than the next person or better armies than the ne next person you know it's it's you know until we get rid of that like 
you know, we're not going to be equal. And what what's happening in the world at the moment with um, everybody being in quarantine, it's showing the world that everybody's the same. And I think people are seeing the world in a different place at the moment because everybody's been treated by equal. All the hospitals are treating the patients. There, there's no private health care. It's all public health care and all all the patients are being seen as uh, equal individuals and you know it's sad that in a way that it took something like um, COVID-19 to uh, make the world uh, listen and listen to each other but hopefully we learn a valuable aspect from what's going on in the world and to unite together to be better people. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you guys. And nowadays, everybody, I think, feels that something went wrong in our world. And everybody feels this need for changes. So that's why we are now discussing this. Because if we have no vision how it should be, we will never achieve it. And it's very important to talk about um, how we want to see the world we live in. And for me, creative society is a society where everyone is happy, where each person cares about the whole society and the whole society cares about every single person. And um, like I can share my personal understanding. When I tend to get, I don't feel satisfaction. I don't feel happiness. But when I give something just from my heart, without expecting some material benefits, I feel such a happiness and I want to give more. And I think if more people will understand this and will share their kindness, um, do some good deeds the whole world will change and when people really want to make difference they can do it we can change educational system we can change medicine because all these systems should serve people for me creative society is society of equal people. We shouldn't have um, any pure people. We shouldn't have children dying from starvation. We should have, we should all have good uh, living conditions, very high quality of life and of course high quality of uh, relations. Um, relationships between people. Uh, what I'm studying at the moment is I'm trying to learn all the languages because I hate uh, the language barrier that's in the world that um, so many pe people in the world speak different languages and I'm trying to learn as m many languages. Okay, it's a slow process because there's so many, but um, yeah, um, I, I think language uh, is an important uh, thing on this earth, this planet and we're so lucky that we've created so many different languages and we've so many ways to talk to each other 
and it it it, it really is like um, something amazing about the human brain that we created so many different languages for so many different parts of the world. But um, yeah, I love studying languages. You know what is nice, what I love about uh, lateral movement is uh, that we educate ourselves. Like somebody knows how to edit video and uh, he or she can teach other people to do this. Um, somebody knows how to write articles and he teaches other who wants to um, try it themselves, the writers. So it's great when people help each other and even such thing as studying languages, you all can help each other and it will be very fun and easy process. Then. What's cool with the letter project is that you, no matter what job you have or profession or whatever, you can learn like anything. You can be whoever you whoever you want to be, and you can do whatever. You can try yourself in so different projects. Like yeah, you can edit videos, you can do voiceovers. Like me, I never, never in my life would I think that I would ever do voiceovers. But I always thought my voice is not good enough or, or anything like it. And then just girls, yeah, offered it, and I was like, yeah, you know, why not? I, I'm I'm curious to try new things. And yeah, now I, I can't imagine my life without it. And it's just as you said, and like when you work in a team, you also like, because there is always this point that like, yeah, you start thinking, yeah, you know, I've learned enough. I'm, I'm quite good, you know, it's okay. And you're kind of, you know, you're not motivated to grow anymore at some point. But then when you work in a team and you see how other people do it better and they invent other things or, you know, new techniques or they, I don't know, like with voiceovers, buy a bit better equipment so we make even better videos and it's always it always motivates you to grow but motivates in a very i don't know positive and inspiring way because you see you know motivated by example of others so you see how other people are so inspired and so motivated and they're always like you know improving and you're like yeah you know i want to improve too you know i want to also like what what else can i do better and it's just it's not like you know when you when you work or you know that you don't like and you're like or obliged to do it and you're just doing it for money you know it's like <laughs> but but you're and know you're you're so inspired and you do it for yourself and it always comes from your heart and then this this process of i don't know self-growing it, it's it's very natural it's just like yeah you, you constantly want to grow you constantly want to learn new things and improve and, and try other ways it's, yeah <laughs> this should be in creative society everywhere like that like in all the universities and schools i think it's it should be like the way of learning things when you see other people super inspired around you super motivated and like everybody motivates each other to grow and to learn new things and so on yeah absolutely interaction with people gives so much joy and you feel yourself so happy and full when you mm, not uh, limiting yourself in one particular role doing you know just your uh, job where you're working but you try different roles you want to be operator please <laughs> try you want to do editing you always have such an opportunity to learn it. Whatever you want, you can just implement your 
qualities and your desire to do something and uh, which is most important to do something which is really which is really useful for society and hopefully it will be in the whole world that people who want who want to do something and to learn something new they have this possibility to uh, to learn and uh, educational things should be free and should be um, uh, possible to to study um, at any age doesn't matter how old are you if you want to learn something <laughs> new <laughs> you can yeah yeah for sure no, but like you say, say that about any age. I was working in a nursing home, uh, like or so, and like even they, eighty or nine, be like we're we're we'd spend an hour playing games with them that were of an educational value, or we'd have a question and answers uh, thing, and even like they enjoyed the learning aspect you know there's there's no there's no age where uh, the human being doesn't d uh, enjoy learning like uh, learning is something that like we do every day and are, we learn something new every day and it's great that we're able to learn something new every day like and books are brilliant i think it's because inside everybody always feels young so we, we don't uh, get older inside yeah for sure yeah i think it's also like one of the parts of consumer society that somehow there is like a limitation that society puts on older people that yeah like if you're a certain age then you like you have to behave in a certain way yeah you can't like learn new things i don't know and have children or i don't know and start a new career whatever you know it's like if you reach a certain age then you're old you know and there is nothing you can do about it or something but yeah this is also a limitation in our brain if we think this way you know if people are thinking this way if society also somehow strengthens this thought in their heads then yeah people feel that way and it's, it's very hard to like i don't know go against it or something but if we treat everybody yeah equally if at any age people are i don't know loved respected in the same way i i don't think even people will age this much or i don't know maybe they won't at all age because yeah they will keep learning they will keep enjoying life doing things <laughs> yeah probably such uh, attitude toward um, elders of course because of a um, lot of pressure a lot of affairs about the future so we when we get older um, we are thinking, oh, what if I have no money to, you know, for food or something? What if uh, I will stay alone? But um, if society is for people and uh, everything is for people, we won't have such problems. And it doesn't matter what, what age, people will still feel themselves um, as a part of the society and um, still will 
enjoy their lives. Yeah, like now we were talking about fear. Yeah, I think it's, it's well, it's one of the ways to manipulate people, of course, in a consumer society that you're always afraid of something, either that, I know, there is not enough product or, I don't know, you won't get a job or you will lose a job or you won't have money for something. And like people are guided mostly exactly by this fear. So not by love. They're not doing what they love here. They're not, they're not going for a job they love, but they're going for a job that will bring them money or I don't know, marrying a person who has money. It's just like all these sort of things or like, I don't know, maybe they have some hobbies. It was the case for me. So like I used to have so many hobbies when I was younger and like lots of interests, but then I thought, okay, you know, neither of this will earn me really much money. So no, I can't pursue them. And I like left them all and just went for like a career building. And only years after, yeah, when for some period of my time, I, I wasn't working, I was like started to, to do the hobbies again. And I realized, oh my God, they're bringing me so much joy. They're making my life so much fuller. They help me to interact with people. They're, I don't know, somehow reveal me as a different personality, not just like one limited, you know, you go to work, you do one type of work. I don't know, you don't go out of these boundaries. So like, yeah, I don't know. So yeah, these hobbies are, are so important. Again, you know, people could, could do whatever they want. <laughs> at, the moment, <laughs> at, the, at the moment with no sport, um, I'm missing it a lot. Like, and, uh, is uh, like Wilbedon the tennis, um, you know, in England, um, it's it's been cancelled, and all the soccer and the Euros, and it's just it's not fair. <laughs> like sports is such a big thing. Like you know, me watching sports, I I, I like run, and I I uh, walk a good bit, but um, I don't I don't I used to play soccer, but I don't play it anymore. But I love watching soccer and following the results and, you know, I can't wait till things get back to normal that we can start uh, following sport again. Like. And um, when you were talking, I understood more that um, in the modern world, people choose profession the same fear leads them to choose uh, their professions because some professions are more, um, how to say, uh, more respectful, I would say. And I think in creative society, we would choose profession um, regarding our passion, what we really love and not what will bring us more money. People should um, get paid for all professions, very good money to, to have the opportunity to um, live a good uh, life and to travel and to do whatever they want. Yeah, for sure. And all professions should be respected in the same way. Yeah, like viewed in the same way. <laughs> I remember when I was in Austria and I you know people were telling me uh, that like they also they were trying to work with the society and change like this attitude that you know that some jobs are bad some jobs are good you know because in there they have a problem that the jobs that are not so like I don't know 
as you said, like respectful or something like that. People just don't go there and they have a very big shortage. So nobody like wants to be a garbage man, for, for, for example. Yeah, because it's like it's not respected. People just don't like it and nobody does it. And they have a big problem because, well, somebody still has, has, to, do it, has to do it. And they were trying like to raise, uh, to raise the salary level and it didn't help. And they were trying to like all these kind of things, just like monetary financial things, and they didn't work. And then they realize that like the problem is the attitude. So the society has the attitude that it's like it's not respectful, it's not a cool job to do. And whatever even money people are paid, still, you know, if they're relatives, if they're whole, you know, all their friends are are you know viewing this as a not good job, of course people won't do it. And so they started to change like people's attitudes, nation's attitude. And like it was with the garbage people, like you know, the people who go on these cars and so like first of all they bought like really cool cars for them and they made like, like them really pretty and I colored them in like beautiful colors and also like made uniforms for these garbage men like in, in really like bright and cool colors and they're always clean so like first, first first of all made them look really cool and then they also started like a campaign like explaining people that you know how how their job what they do influences the society that if, even if they won't do this job for like a week it's going to be a mess it's going to be a disaster like garbage going to be everywhere so how important is you know the thing they do and then there's their garbage people it's a horrible way to say i don't know how just how they're called <laughs> but yeah people are employed there um so they also like came to schools and were talking to children and like you know showed them like what exactly they were doing and talked more like about their jobs but you know like showed them how, how it is really cool and how it is actually important for society yeah and people actually like they managed to change their attitude and they viewed this again like a cool like a cool thing yeah and even now like i don't know there is no like i couldn't notice any you know any bad attitude towards towards this or so and it's very amazing in ireland the bin man's actually a wanted job like because it's a well-paid job and there's an awful lot of people that go for the job of a bin man in in this country and they can't get it because there's so many people going for it because it's actually a well-paid job like because it's such a hard job you know so it is like they get like uh, 13 euro an hour which is more than uh, most and yeah, everybody needs to be valued like some some jobs are hard harder than others but you know i spent my career working in shops and i spent three years working in a shop called super value in ireland and um it was a nice job like i was um working on the counter and i was working fill, filling the shelves and stuff like but, you know, you're working with the community and you're meeting all the people. And I also spent 16 years working in hotels um, and uh, I met people from all around the world. And, you know, you hear so many good stories. And as a barman, you're a, almost a counsellor in one way. Is like you're listening to all the sad stories and you're giving your opinion and, you know... It's nice, like I've worked with the public for most of my life, like sort of a psychologist, yes, there was a bartender, more psychologist than bartending even right. <laughs> yeah, there is, there is. But like one of my um I one of my uh best friends 
for three years was one of the top brain surgeons in Ireland. And he used to come into my, my hotel hotel and we used to talk about medicine. And you know, you learn I learned a lot from him over the three years that I was I was his barman and you know, he was a good friend of mine and you do, you meet interesting people like Great. And in your opinion, how should medicine look like in creative society? Um, I, I brought this up in our last meeting. Um, I, I value sport and I value uh, sport is, is important in a creative society. But I also think that uh, we're putting too much money in paying sport athletes and people are uh, thinking that it's I'll, I'll become a millionaire if I become a football player or a basketball player or this or that and they're not thinking okay and um, they they think okay I let's become a doctor I have to work uh, 80 hours a week uh, it's my whole life um, I'm not able to study at uh, work uh, 16 hours a day, you know, the conditions uh, for a football player and a doctor who's working in a hospital, there, there's no comparison. And we have to level things out. And we have to, as a society, you know, like learn from, you know, or, you know, we're, things need to be changed. Like we need to change things up a bit. Like, you know that this, this what's happening at the moment. I know, but like I think it's a very serious thing with COVID. Like we need more scientists. We need to be paying more scientists to come up with the answers to the cure. You know, because you know scientists are the people that will save us in the end of the day. They're the most important people. Mm. And as I think scientists and science in general should be independent, not uh, working because they got uh, in order from somebody to prove, to prove something that, uh, which, which is not true. But um, they should develop science for people and um, all researches must be done exactly for this purpose to make our life uh, better. And uh, um, regarding to sport and medicine, I think medicine should be mostly preventative. So not to treat the symptoms, but to prevent diseases. And I think in this case, sport can help a lot people who exercise, they're usually healthy. I totally agree. I don't remember where I read. I think it was in Chinese medicine or something that it used to be a different, like now doctors are paid to cure sicknesses. So like whenever patients sort of, yeah, it's healthy, they're not getting anything. And whenever a person is sick, they're getting money. So obviously the system is wrong in a way that they're, you know, to get money, they're motivated to somehow, I don't know, you know, they're more, they're more interested in sick people because it's what, you know, getting the money. And, you know, it's like the 
system should be reversed in the way that like it used to be that doctors were actually paid uh, when a person was healthy and then you know whenever a person would get sick they wouldn't like they would be stopped stop uh, they wouldn't be paid anymore so you know this motivates a doctor <laughs> to make a person healthy again as soon as possible you know the doctor has a direct interest and then you as a patient you also know in such a system that okay you know you're really you know whatever you the way you're treated is going to be good for you it's aimed at you you know being healthy <laughs> because right now yeah just as you said when you like everybody knows that most of the medicines you're prescribed they are because some corporation pays them to like prescribe them or something and like i don't know I, I guess doctors feel really bad about it but they don't i don't know have much choice because they need money and also patients like you know they can never be sure if if what you're taking is going to help you or not and it's you know this distrust between a doctor and a patient which is which is horrible because that should be the first thing you know yeah yeah there is you're right there there the pharmaceutical industry, uh, doctors are told uh, they need to uh, prescribe so many drugs a year, and you know there's, it's, it's a problem, all right. Like, yeah, it's it's like probably they're getting a percentage or something because like even I, I don't know, I just went to like to a doctor doctor a while ago. I just had a sore throat, you know, nothing major, just a sore throat, but I needed like. A, a paper for work and they prescribe him like five different types of medicine for it and I was like I, I don't really need it and like when I started reading it it's like it's for I don't know some really you know horrible disease or something if you can talk already or so not just for sore throat and the doctor said well you know like <laughs> I need to make my living so like you know you can take them you cannot take them you know it's your choice but you know I gotta prescribe them and it's just yeah it's it's not you realize it's not it's not the way it should be it should be working in the world it's, 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 these are people yeah as you said they're gonna they're gonna help us they're gonna save us you know our bodies so there should be trust they should should be trust should trust us that we're gonna you know listen to them and really do what they prescribe you know there should be a co cooperation between doctor and a patient for that trust is, is obligatory yeah but yeah without changing like the vector from consumer to creative i think it's impossible to change the system at all it was lovely t chatting with you and um, hope to talk to you again soon. Thank you. I enjoyed our conversations too. <laughs> yeah, thanks for joining us. It was nice meeting you.